Welcome back to another Legit Bat Podcast. I'm Joe. Jen's here. Ben and Lanier are here. And our guest is Matthew Basile. Did I say that right? Is it Basil or Basile? Uh, he said more of the Italian pronunciation. I go by Basil, which was how Basil. it was raised. Yeah. <laughs> like this That's how white people would say it. I like it. Yes, yeah. Yeah. It was Americanized uh, a couple generations ago, and I never felt inclined to uh, change it. So. <laughs> Why? Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, started out by uh, telling us who you are and what you do. So Matthew actually uh, emailed me because he just uh, released a book. So why don't you uh, tell us about what you do over there? Yeah, I'm, I'm a storyteller. I've probably told stories to every single medium out there you can think of. Um, but <laughs> I just released my first novel, uh, which is a fictional story. It's a sci-fi story with some fantasy elements called Dreaming, which is available on Barnes & Noble's website as well as Amazon in both electronic and paperback format. Um, but I released that because I was trying to express some things that um, I had come across in my personal journey. And I believe uh, storytelling and, and narrative is a, is a very magical way to get across certain ideas. So that was, and that's always at least well not always but i guess within the past 10 years it's always been kind of my aim with my storytelling and stuff like that that i do that is a pretty age-old uh you know idea to get across the point in, in a fictional way so it it's called dreaming so what give us a breakdown kind of a maybe not necessarily a storyline i don't want to spoil it for people who want to read it but that what are the ideas you're trying to get across in the book <laughs> Well, I mean, I, the synopsis on the back of the book uh, basically is, says that it takes place in a distant solar system where, I, and I'm going to tell you, tell you what's in the story, and I'm assuming your listeners and you would probably get where what things I'm trying to say with this is, which is why I was very excited to come on the show because some of the other sh shows I do promote the book, I can't really go into this stuff without them starting to give me googly eyes and you can go into whatever you want. Right. I figured I can go whenever we want. So I figured, yes, this, this is for the people who, you know, can, can look a little deeper into the story. Okay. So it takes place in a distant solar system where all the planets are populated, all have different governments, but they're all overseen by a order called the Way of the Light. So it's kind of like a Catholic Church in medieval times, meaning that, you know, each planet's sovereign, but they have to answer to the Way of the Light, which is a spiritual order run by a being of light called the spark that has this kind of um, doctrine that's uh, that everyone tries to follow to find uh, basically twin flame status which is immortality and the worst there's a mercenary in this who basically is rejected by society and he has um, certain gifts left over from a cult that he was a member of and he killed off all the entire cult, but he still uses their gifts to do his mercenary trade. He's hired to find somebody um, for a special job. He goes and she's completely fractured mind. She slips, seems to slip in and out of um, like reality. And he doesn't know what to do with her. And basically because she's so out there and she has no memories. And so he brings... He eventually is discovered that she can dream like no other. In this world, dreaming is not exactly what we would think of in normal, uh, quote unquote, normal world. Uh, <laughs> dreaming is done not when you sleep, but when you experience sexual ecstasy or an orgasm. And the dreaming that they do is like a trance. It can, um, you know, like they can look inside themselves or they could see certain things about themselves. It's like a lucid dreaming or like a psychedelic trance almost. However, she goes a step further with it and gets you to other kind of beyond reality. Crazy. That sounds like the start of a great uh, sci-fi series for uh, Hulu or something. <laughs> hey, I, if Hulu wants to turn into a sci-fi series, I, I will I won't argue with it. <laughs> that could help pay the bills quite nicely. <laughs> you, said that, you said that this is, uh, you know... Um, your view of it is less normal or the way that we would think of it but the way that i think of dreaming is definitely not normal because i think that we actually go possibly i don't necessarily know this but i feel like my dreams are memories the way that i remember them it's more like a memory and less like a thought that i had because i can remember doing things and feeling things that are so different 
from when you have a thought about something. It usually feels normal in the dream too. Yeah, but I'd never go back and be like, oh yeah, I remember this thought that I had last year where I was thinking about that. You don't think like that. But I remember dreams I had years ago because it feels like something that I did. So I've theorized that maybe we're popping into other dimensions or other people's bodies or consciousnesses and maybe experiencing what they experience. And that's why we don't remember our world here, but we know exactly what to do when we're in the dream. Like we know what some weird device does, even though we've never seen it before. And then we wake up and go, what the hell was that? But at the time, we have these odd memories. I don't know. So I'm definitely in your boat with it. <laughs> that's that's essentially what it is in the story that they, they discover kind of throughout. I, I, I could write sequels to it, and I would go more into that depth there. I didn't want to throw everything at, pe- at the readers. But yes, that's exactly essentially what they're doing in Dreaming. They, they think it's like just like... I, I, that's why I used to quotes with the normal, like, you know, we all say, oh, it's a subconscious and everything like that. But yeah, I mean, you're really traveling into other, other realms, other dimensions, you're astral traveling, you're getting messages. There's probably some story now, maybe, I don't know. You know, I mean, nobody really, even science will, if you get them, if you buy a scientist, psychologist, or someone who's studying dreaming into a part, they'll say they don't know what dreaming is. And I, even in this week, I've had two separate nights I've had where I was in a dream and I realized it was a dream somehow was able to shut down the dream and then astral traveled to, to somewhere I, for a few minutes. I have no idea where it was and then, you know, came back again. So there's clearly more that's going on with dreaming than, you know, what the standard science is telling us, which is one of the reasons that it's called dreaming and that I did the book. Yeah, that's cool. Then we cut you off there. Were you going to say something? Oh no! I was just going to be stupid and tell him that if he has a Hulu do tell Hulu deal, tell him that he's already got a bunch of people ready to cast. <laughs> I will. I will do that. <laughs> We're not actors, but we can pretend to be. I, I mean, honestly, it's so I I you know came from a film background. We can make legit bad a um a production company so easily. <laughs> it's really easy to turn into a production company. <laughs> you just sell the rights. We can all make money off it. <laughs> yeah. I like that. <laughs> so we should have a production oh, yeah. cast. <laughs> yeah. Dad Dicks Incorporated. So <laughs> talk about going lucid. Is that something you can do frequently or on purpose? Because I know they make little devices. Uh we've seen there's like face masks that have LED lights in them and it's yeah. set off at a certain time and like strobe red lights at you or something. It's supposed to kind of wake you up in your dream without waking you up fully so you can be lucid but i would be scared because i would have to know i'm in the dream to be like i'm gonna jump off this building because i can fly because it's my dream knowing me i would actually just be awake and being retarded and drunk and jump off my roof so is that something you've experienced a lot no this is the first week i've ever experienced and actually the first time it happened um there was another time it happened and i i had a thought like oh i'll just go on astral project i don't know why it popped into my head and i felt like it lift down my body i was like no, 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 shit, shit, shit. I was like, I don't know how to do this. I'm not going to get lost in wherever I'm going here. Pull me back. Yeah, give me back. Yeah, like, what did I it look like? like? What did it look I like? Had a, I had a dream one time last year that I astral traveled, and it was bright blue. I remember there was a yes. lady. I was um, sitting on a bed, and that she was like my captor. Like I was, I couldn't leave, and she was teaching me how to astral travel, but she was like a witch or something weird. I don't remember. But anyway, she made me astral travel, but I was already dreaming. And in this dream, I looked outside and I saw trees and then they turned bright blue. And I realized I was astral traveling and I was going into this other dimension and I did what you did. I was like, shit, 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 shit. I don't know where I'm going. This is scary. Get back. So I did the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually what happened. Because then that happened that and I, and I woke up and like, I couldn't even like move my body at first and then everything. Like, I'm like, oh, I got really freaked out. And then like a couple of nights later, it, it happened again. I felt it starting and. Like, I, I kind of, like, my eyes were closed, and I wanted to open them because I was, like, out of the dream at this point, but, like, still in a dream state. And I, like, I kept getting this feeling in the back of my head, like, don't open them, don't open them. And I was, like, okay, what do you want to show me? And then I started feeling myself plot. I said, I don't know how to get back, so you got to show me how to get back. And then, like, I just said this in my head. And then I could see myself in blue, like you said, my body's still lying in the bed in blue. And then I was out in the window, and I was above, like, trees and stuff like that in the blue there and you know i went into some kind of town building and then it was over with do you remember hearing a sound or anything when you popped out of your body because i've heard different people say you feel a vibration or something and then you can feel kind of or hear a like kind of sound did you 
I didn't. I do say that it it came from like the center because I have heard people say that when some people can see, supposedly they they claim, and I I don't doubt them that they can see when a soul like when someone passes on, they can see a soul um, removed from the body. And some have said it comes from the top of the head, some have said it comes from the chest. When I when I came out, I could feel it coming out of my like chest, but I didn't hear any sound or anything. Like that. That's actually something I was just about to ask too. Is that uh, the vibration thing that Joe just mentioned? I've heard people say that it almost feels like their their heart stopped for a second and then when they left they felt more free <laughs> same thing i've heard about it with heads where you might as you're trying to leave feel a slight headache feeling and then once you're out the headache leaves because you're no longer being affected by the physical body and in a lot of ways that part is terrifying because you're basically leaving what you're connecting back to and everything that you know just there. And so you feel super free, more clear-headed, uh, no pain. And then the idea is, is well, what's going to happen to me while I'm, you know, flitter-flatting away? And then when you actually come back in, it's almost a searing, not a searing pain, but more more painful than leaving because you are ba going back into adopting the physical essence of what that headache or, or heart palpitation or anything like that could be was it, is there anything like that that you experienced i didn't experience it i experienced like when i left like what you described that feeling free because i i had a i had another under a certain substance i had another uh experience no. where i didn't <laughs> We won't go into details, but uh, <laughs> where I did kind of feel like I was like leaving like in reality and everything, mm -hmm. like that, and that was extremely painful. It was actually the most pain I ever experienced in my life. Um, and this one, like, so that's why part of the reason I think why I was scared. And sure. this one was like, you had that feeling of relief when I was out. Like, I was like, oh, wow, this feels really good. This is awesome. Like, this isn't anything like what I remember experiencing. And, um, but when I came in, it was actually, I don't even recall going in. It's just like, it, it, like, that's what makes me sometimes doubt that maybe what I'm doing. But like, I, I definitely feel a sensation of me leaving. Mm -hmm. But when I come back in, it's just like, I'm just like, like I leave the scene and then I just like, kind of like open my eyes and I'm, it's just like kind of waking up from a dream. Like, in the did you feel heavier or anything like that? Like weight, any kind no. of thing like that? No, I don't recall ever feeling the heaviness or, or the weight or anything like that. I, I felt the weight. I feel the weight leaving me when I'm when I right. I pop out, and you just kind of feel very like light and just airy, and you're just like, okay, I'm like, you know, just a no massive ghost boner. Yeah, but I will say this: when you're there, though, I mean, you, the personality is still the same. Like I, I, I like my personality thoughts. Like it's not like I was like suddenly like. Oh, I'm a different person. I don't have an ego or anything like that. That doesn't that that doesn't that didn't happen. I can see all of time. Yeah, I can see all of time, and everything's beautiful and, and wonderful, and all the world's perfect. That that's that's never happened. To me. <laughs> I've I've that's I've I've heard a lot of people that lane. I've heard a lot of people say too when they've done that, as well as like NDEs and stuff that um, when it's the opposite of a a almost like a fear or alter ego driven experience, it's that actual release of the alter ego and everything that you're leaving behind in a lot of ways it's like fuck dude i don't want to go back and it's not because like you said it's not because you're uh, uh, ascended or anything like that in that moment it's just the idea that for a very short amount of time you realize there is there is nothing holding me to this space and I think that's a, that's a lot of, and this is something that I get trapped into because virtually all three of the other people, now four of the other people on this screen, they dream actually frequently and they, they, they dream vividly. I don't dream almost at all. And when I do dream, it, it, it's not vivid. And when I do remember them, it's usually not very much of it. Um, but that's because you're an NPC, you fucker. <laughs> but it's, it's interesting to me because the, I remember Joe years ago i think he had to have been like 12 was telling me a crazy dream when we woke up and we were raised in a baptist home so a lot of what we dreamed about had to do with our experience whether it be going to church seeing somebody at church blah 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 and i remember him saying like i got caught right in the middle of knowing that i was dreaming and we were sitting in the auditorium of our current church listening to the pastor and i all of a sudden thought i'm dreaming 
But instead of pulling myself out of it, he goes, I started doing things that I would never actually do in church, like getting up, jumping on the pews, running around, getting in people's faces. I came up and started like yelling at the pastor just to see what would happen. And I did that for a couple of minutes and then I woke up and I'm like, I can't, I can't do that. Like I, mine is much more the sleep paralysis. If I'm in a dream, it's taken me on a ride. I got no <laughs> control over anything that's going on. Even And every time that I realize I'm dreaming or I try to project the outcome, whether it be mentally or consciously, I immediately wake up and it's, and it's lost. The only thing that I know how to do is quickly go smoke a cigarette, try to go back to sleep and re-enter the dream, and then it never fucking ends the way that I was hoping it would. Ooh, speaking of that, Jen actually had a dream the other day that she continued... Uh, but before we get to that, uh, so when you're talking about not knowing how to get back when you're in the dream, have you ever noticed the silver cord they talk about that's supposedly connected to your solar plexus between your astral and physical self and that it doesn't, like that's what keeps you bound to your body and that's why if you don't even know how to get back and you wake up, you automatically get like whooshed back into your body. Do you see that at all? No, but I mean, maybe that's what was pulled me back and you know, automatically whooshed me back because I didn't know how to get back. <laughs> um, but no, I didn't actually, you know, like I said, I didn't see it. it. It was just the the landscape and everything like that and the people um, that I saw. I didn't see any court. And like I said, I, I don't know how to get back. I didn't really know what I was doing or where I was going. There was no real control that I was having. So, when, so would you consider that an actual lucid dream then or just a really vivid dream? Because I think I've got close to both. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. In all honesty, I, I I personally felt like it was some kind of like it, it was some kind of spiritual soul travel, just from the feelings I got. But at the same time, I know that there's people who can claim that you know they can control themselves and they can push out their astral selves and they can you know navigate wherever they want to go. Um, I so I I don't know if it was me just testing the waters <laughs> of that or um you know or whether it was just a very very vivid dream i've i mean i've had some dreams too where i you know kind of feel like there's something else there you know that i'm i'm somewhere you know where that is i'm yeah. not sure but i'm somewhere um this one felt a little different than that but again i have no idea what i was looking at while i was flying around that i have no idea i like so i didn't see the cord and I didn't control myself for, you know, to go out or to come back in. It felt like, you know, something was just kind of happening. Yeah, that's the weird part, too, because uh, we talk about this all the time, but that when you wake up from a dream, no matter how vivid, I mean, the more vivid, the worse it is or better or whatever. But when you wake <laughs> up, you still carry that feeling of the dream. Whatever you experience that dream and what you're feeling, I will carry that for like half a day sometimes. And I'm still kind of like flashing back and forth between my dream and my job. And I'm like, what, I don't even remember what happened in the dream. I just have that feeling of whatever happened. And then I'll get flashes of what happened. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Because of all of the emotions that are attached to dreams, that's what makes me think there's a lot more to dreams than just watching a picture of a thought in your head or watching something transpire. You're feeling all of the same things that you would feel in that moment. And that's why we remember it, because it was like we experienced something incredibly different than what our normal life is and it doesn't match, and then we wake up and try to go to work after we just climbed a mountain or saved someone's life or got kidnapped, whatever your dream is, it's a completely different thing than would ever happen here in a normal day. So yeah, or, or, or shot bin Laden, like it's a great feeling. It just sucks <laughs> to go throughout your, no, I'm joking. Um, uh, no, the, uh, what, what you guys were just saying though, that I've only ever had that happen a couple of times and Lene and I have talked about it and she's like, that's, Part of the thing, like when you have a series or even whatever of some horrible dreams and then you try to wake up and like function throughout your day and you're actually remembering it, but the feelings of whatever you may remember or not remember are just so attached right then and there that it's like, dude, it's it's hard to to like reset your day in this reality and try to, you know, continue on like a normal human being. You know, trying to constantly tell yourself, can't fly, can't fly. I'm in a car. <laughs> Take some mushrooms, can't fly. Uh, no, the only time that the only time that I had a like an emotional like wake up, I think I was in my late teens, and uh there was this girl that I had grown up with. Joe, you remember Jeanette Paramo? Oh yeah. So for whatever reason, I had not 
heard about seen talked to this girl in like 10 years but we grew up together we were in diapers together we watched barney together our older siblings knew each other and like she was born i think uh, like six days after me we were really close growing up kind of like a twin sister and i hadn't seen her talk to her in years well i had this really vivid dream about seeing her at the local mall that we were in and just kind of saying hi and being like oh my gosh i i miss you i i haven't seen and in the dream it was really weird because i hadn't in normal life i hadn't thought about this chick in years but when i woke up there was this really really strong connection to like make sure she was okay and i didn't follow up with it after i got through about halfway throughout my day and i was like it's just a fucking dream and then three or four days later i ended up getting a message from her on social media oh hey i just saw you uh, as like a suggested friend how have you been i haven't seen you in like a decade and i was all well and of course this was you know 13 years ago so i'm 13 14 years ago so at the time i just remember going well that's a weird coincidence and then after the last two and a half years of podcasting and all the wild shit that I have heard, I'm like, oh, hey, yeah, I wouldn't have never recognized that back then. I not even a little bit. I didn't think a second thought of it. But I remember that very clearly, the emotional connection, bypassing it instantly. And then a couple of days later, having had her reach out on the opposite end without me, you know, even thinking another thought about it. I'm glad you went in that direction with it because that's a great segue into the different types of dreams. Because um, like we were talking about, there's some super vivid, some you're pretty sure you're lucid and you know what you're doing and you you can do whatever you want. And then there's other ones that just seem like a random ass story that just plays for no reason. And then you try to dissect it in the morning. You're like, nope, that was just stupid shit. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And other ones like Ben was talking about, like synchros or uh, prophetic type dreams. And there's tons of different stories. If you go on Reddit, I mean, you can find all kinds of stories about people having prophetic dreams. And whether they're verifiable or not is up to you. But I I know I've heard enough stories now where I'm like, why would somebody make up that random story? I mean, right, mate. But what do you think about the different types of dreams? Do you think that's a real thing? Like, do you think sometimes we are actually going somewhere else and then other times it's, it's literally symbolic or prophetic or something like that? You're asking me, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, yeah I, I, I personally subscribe to, yeah, that is, I think there's a various to dreams. I think some dreams are the subconscious, you know, working through our day and stuff like that. I've, I've, you know, seen examples of that in my own dreams. However, you know, you can go down a rabbit hole and say, well, what is the subconscious really? And what are we really working through? And, you know, what, what is that, that we, you know, you know, how much of it is, is our projection that is then being reflected and everything like that. I do think though, there are dreams that are going to other places, um, that are maybe visions of something else, you know, outside of, the matrix that we're in right now and i also i think prophetic dreams can occur too to some degree i i don't i think they're um you know i have to be taken with a grain of salt but i had one when i was a kid i had a dream and it, that i just um i remember it still to this day i mean i was walking down the stairs of my house like i said i was a kid and i saw my uh, mother and my brother like on the floor and my mother is upset because she's trying to fix this uh, like Christmas decoration that my brother broke. And, you know, she's trying to fix that. And that was all I remember of the dream. Uh, I guess a week or two later, um, my brother broke that very Christmas decoration. And <laughs> I, I never told my brother or anybody about that dream. I just said, and I was like, I dreamed it. And of course, my mom was like, yeah, sure, whatever. It's just, yeah, ignore me because the kids, you know, what does a kid know? But yeah, so I do believe that there is that kind of pathetic dreams as well, too. Yeah, and like something like that, that that kind of shit drives me nuts when you have a, a dream that comes true, but it's something that's so stupid that you're like, why? What? <laughs> why did I prophesize that of all things? Yeah, warn me about a bus that's going to hit me next week. You know, <laughs> when I was stupid. little, I had a dream similar. I had a dream. There was that show Dinosaurs that came out yeah. in the 90s, and I really wanted to watch it. I was really little. And I had a dream that I got grounded at school for whatever reason. And then I wasn't allowed to watch it, but that at the very last minute, my parents let me watch it. So that very next day, that's when the show was airing and my parents were going out that night. So I'm like, oh, I'm golden. I'm good. And I got to school and I forgot my freaking backpack. So I had to call my parents and be like, hey, mom, I forgot my backpack. I was in like fourth grade or something. And she's like, you're grounded. I'm like on the phone in the office and I'm like, no fucking way i'm grounded and then i was like oh no i'm good like they'll let me at the last minute 
So my dumbass told my parents, I was like, well, I had a dream that you let me watch it at the last minute. And they're like, well, guess what? Now you're definitely not watching it at all. So, but they did. They were like, well, we're going out anyway and we can't stop you. So fine, you can go watch it. And they did let me watch it at the last minute, but it was stupid. It's like the dumbest, most lame superhero in the world being well, able to prophesy ridiculous shit. I know. And that's the same thing. I know we've told on the show before, so I'm very sorry if I'm repeating myself, but it's going to happen. Are you doing the Yoshi one? Yeah, I don't. I'm going to do yep. quick. Starting still too. Who cares? I know. But this is for Matthew, not the listeners. Fuck you guys. Right. Uh, so I. We had this uh, level in Super Mario that we just could not fucking pass and could not figure out how to do this thing to get this key in the hole and whatever. So we had, it was probably just my brain was working it out in my sleep, but I had a dream of exactly how to do it. And I woke up and was like, dude, I just had a dream of how to do this. We had to turn it on immediately and it fucking worked the first time. I'm like, <laughs> so that's either my brain just figuring stuff out in my sleep or, right. I mean, that's all I can make. So if, if, Time is really a construct, again, just a theory, and everything's all happening all at once, all at the same time, every possibility. Who's to say it's prophetic or not? What if we're dreaming of something that already happened and will happen at the same time, you know? Yeah. Joe woke up, Joe woke up like a dead dude in a morgue. It was hilarious because we had just put, we had just, we had this bunk bed set that could be taken apart like this that was wood and separated so that it was two twins. And uh, we had just done that. And I remember we, he just woke up like out, right out of the bed, just sat up like this with his eyes wide. And he's like, dude, I'm like, what? He goes, I think I know how to beat that level. And I'm all, <laughs> what? And he goes, I just had a dream. I don't know if it's going to work or not, but we can try. Aced it his first time. We had been stuck on this thing for like two and a half hours, ready to throw the wired controllers at our old TV. And we got up and he just did it and we continued on. And my mom was like, uh, no, you're not playing video <laughs> games before school. And Joe's like, well, I just wanted to, I just wanted this to like, it worked. It's Tuesday at 730. Get off the TV. Before school, school was at their kitchen table, by yeah. the way, five feet cow- away. That was a cow- <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't going to count out that <laughs> Before one. school, it's a little different. It's not like they had a bus to catch. In my people. <laughs> Definitely. Play fucking but before games. school, we had to read the Bible, you know, because that's how most schools mm-hmm. start on. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, go tell him about that dream you had the other day where you continued it and that never happens where you like got up to pee or something and then went back and you're like, I'm going to finish this dream. dream. They worked me. I wouldn't be allowed to pee. So it was very interesting, but we had uh, was the orgone donor on. So we had put all this orgone all over our house because we had someone on who had sent us some and he was talking about it. I don't know, like filtering energy and stuff. I don't know that much about it. It was very interesting though. So I, I don't know if that's why I had this weird dream, but I had a dream I got arrested for something ridiculous. And I was trying to like plead my case because I wasn't there doing that thing. And they're like, listen, we know you did it. We've been watching you forever. And it was, I don't even remember what it was, but I remember that I was innocent. Either way, um, they were like, here's, there's, there's the area where we're going to take you in a few hours. There's the bathroom. You need to use the bathroom by 6 p.m. because there's no bathroom in there. And I was like, whoa, that's messed up. I'm just going to be in a cell with no toilet. That's crazy. So I was saying bye to Joe for whatever reason. I was like free to walk around this weird cafeteria area and uh, until until six when I had to pee and then immediately report to jail. So <laughs> so I uh, I woke up, though, and I peed in real life because I'm like, oh, I guess I had to be. So I went back to sleep and I went right back into the dream and was like, being escorted past that bathroom. And I'm like, oh. Okay, and I knew I was in a for a very brief moment. I was lucid, and I was like, "Huh." So I put on my jumpsuit that I was told to put on. It was like this red or pink jumpsuit, and they put us on a boat, and we were underground in a cave. So I, I was on the boat, and I remember thinking, "This is wild. I'm really here right now." So I made myself. I could feel the wind on my face, and I felt this like overwhelming sensation just course through my body because I felt like I was really there. I knew I was there at the time. And that I was dreaming. And I looked at this girl, this other inmate that was with me on this boat. And I said, why does this feel so real? And wh-? and I turned around and there was a huge, it looked like a portal. It was silver swirling, a silver swirling circle. And I said, why is that there? Why is that so beautiful right now? Why can I feel the air on my face? And she looked at me like I was an idiot. She was like, you know this. That's how she was looking at me. And she didn't answer me. She just gave me a weird look. And then a bunch of other very weird stuff happened that I'm not even going to talk about. <laughs> the baby and the man. Thing. Very odd. But that feeling, though, 
of being on the boat and letting myself feel the wind on my face, it wasn't, to me, it's a memory. It wasn't a thing that I thought about. It was a feeling I had. So I don't know. It was that, cool. Yeah, that's a, uh, yeah, you, that was uh, you dreaming about when you were Bonnie with Clyde going to Alcatraz. Um, no, uh, it, it ends up being that you find out Joe's face was right over there on your pillow, like while you're dreaming, going, ah. <laughs> <laughs> my wind breath. He was in the portal. <laughs> Facing each other. So. Joe's head pops it's out like- of the portal. He's all, <laughs> so I do want to ask you though, have you ever experienced or tried to experiment with um the hypnagogia state right hypnagogic state right before you fall asleep to see the moment where you enter a dream? I've been trying to do that where I try to capture the moment where the dreaming starts and the thinking ends. And that's a that's a hard thing to do because like like that in between us, um I always jerk <laughs> jerk awake because my body's like, Whoa, dude, you're like I'm trying to go You're to space, but here. my body's like, now let's stay awake. So every time I start drifting off, I can start hearing like a dream starting. I can start hearing people talk and like seeing shit. And then my body's like, whoa, wake up. And then I jerk awake and hit her. Mm-hmm. So every, almost every night it happens. So anyway, you go continue with that thought. Well, no, I haven't. Because when you, when we sleep, our brain waves are irregular. They're kind of like someone who would, who would be like schizophrenic, basically. So you know, you you end up going crazy when you when you're sleeping, which you know makes you wonder if the schizophrenics maybe know reality better than we do. But um, when so whenever I am falling asleep, I know I'm about to go to sleep, and when my thoughts start getting real weird and real random <laughs> and real off the wall, like stuff that I'm not comfortable even saying. Fortunately, most of it I forget. But um, hold on, let's know, talk about that. <laughs> no, I'm not. But like. It's funny because that's that like I I guess that's the closest I get to the in between state where I'm conscious enough to be like what the hell thought was that where the fuck did that come from and then I'm like okay I guess I'm getting ready to go to sleep <laughs> and if I start bringing myself back and be like okay wait trying to figure out where the slot came from then I come out of the sleep state anyway and I'm back to being awake so it's better if I just let it go and then yeah so I don't I don't see any of that in between state myself. I, I have a very long in-between state. If I don't drink at all and we just go to bed, there's like a half hour of like in and out of being awake. And I'm perfectly comfortable, like sleep for all intents and purposes, asleep. But I'm aware that I'm not asleep yet. And that's right. when I hear all the weird shit. There's, I distinctly remember hearing, it sounds like people talking around me. And I'm like, Wait, and I could hear distinct words. I couldn't tell you what they were, but I... They were saying stuff. It sounded like an intel briefing or something. That's like, the that like, being on the roof. I wasn't even dreaming yet. It was that hypnagogic state. And I heard mm. I was on a roof and I was playing with these squares and they had different symbols in them. And I was installing them on people's roofs for whatever reason. And and it was dark. And I heard someone go, 32B, where are you? And I woke up or I snapped out of it and was like, what? Oh, that was weird. That was almost a dream. <laughs> I just a weird thought. <laughs> I, I, I've never liked that in between us because that is 90% of, and I 100% agree with Joe was when I was drinking, I, I've said it before. I didn't realize how, how much I was using it to sleep. Um, and I, it wasn't a conscious thing. It was just whenever I didn't drink, I, I wouldn't get any sleep. And this was affected by the fact that during the trial of the first six months, that I officially stopped drinking, I thought that it was just going to slowly revert and that my body would get, my mind and my body would get used to not drinking and going to bed. Nope. For like six months, it was three to four hours of sleep a night for weeks on end until my body would crash for like 16 hours. Uh, and then I found pot gummies and uh, <laughs> that that worked a lot better. But even still, regardless of whether I I have any kind of THC, or anything like that now, two and a half years down the road, that that section of time is probably the longest where I can be utterly exhausted, falling asleep on the couch. And the second that I am mentally saying, I'm going to go get in bed, I'm going to brush my teeth, I'm going to take my clothes off, I'm going to get in bed, that next half hour is the worst because I feel like I'm wanting mentally to go to sleep but there's something consciously in me that is stopping me from doing it. And as soon as I get into that place, it's like my consciousness is, is going, we're not ready. 
we got shit to do. And we've talked about this with a few other people of like, if you're not working through things consciously throughout your day, when you're, when you're trying to shut down, you're mentally and consciously going, we can't yet, we have something stuck in here and it needs to be solved. It needs to, you know, there needs to be some kind of compromise or, it's the or whatever. Mind. You're, it's you're the monkey mind. Non-stop battery. That's why you don't dream, Ben, because you're so bound to this earth and this stuff you have to do that you just don't let it go. I know, I know, but if you let it go, that's why I think Joe and I, if we're, you know, if we have a couple drinks before bed, it is a way easier time to dream. I remember my dreams better. I'm not saying we're getting like shit faced at night, whatever. It's just <laughs> a couple alcoholic beverages, not over the limit though, you know? <laughs> so, but, but it's way better. But if we go to bed stone sober, I don't dream as often. So I feel like it just loosens your body up a little to let you get into that state and let it go, let your soul go where it wants. There's other things about it too, like the uh, the physiological shit between your dream. Like you're saying you had a dream about peeing and then you wake up and you actually do have to pee. Uh, for dudes, that's an annoying one because it's called a piss boner. Boner. Hmm. I've seen that one up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and you wake up and you're just like, oh, good. Now not only do I have to have a fire hose of a piss coming, but then you go to go to the bathroom and i know we've talked about or you got to beat that boner into submission to get it to, <laughs> to aim it out before the wife you're pissing on the wall and shit so you got to do one of these like lean over things be careful you can pull out a ligament or something with doing that i know you, 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 can, up here can, you can literally break break a boner yeah uh, it's the worst thing that i that i've always hated about that joe and i know from us being kids that it's happened to both of us um is waking up the in the exact spot that you're actually asleep and you're dreaming but you can't really tell because it it feels the exact same as when you wake up in the middle of the night to go pee and so you're right. dreaming that you're waking up to go pee and you're exactly where you're supposed to be so you climb down out of bed for me it was the top bunk walked into the bathroom where i was supposed to go to the bathroom pulled down my pants started peeing and i didn't realize that i was dreaming until i pulled my pants back up and in my dream, I was no longer peeing, but my clothes were getting now soaked and it was in a direction that would not be of me standing up. So immediately I bounced awake and it's kind of like, I, I've talked about this with a couple of my friends. It's not one I talked to about, but like uh, wet dreams, it's you always wake up right when it's over and it's like, no, no, yeah. I know because now I got to change and shit. It's not funny. Like, it was the same thing with BP. That's why your body like, wakes you up. It's like, all right, you're done. Change now, stupid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I woke up right at the end of my pee, and I was mortified. One, because Joe was on the, on the bunk beneath me, but um, also because then I had to get up, go get my mom. I was probably like six or seven, and I was just in tears. And she, she was like, why, why didn't you just get up to go to the bathroom? And I explained to her, I'm like, no, that's the thing. I thought I was. I, I had a dream that I was getting up out of the top bunk to go to the exact bathroom. And then I didn't even realize I was dreaming until I pulled my pants back up in the dream and realized I was pissing myself. And my mom was like the days before Ben using everything as a toilet as well. That was like <laughs> a normal place to pee before he used couch cushions or we closets don't talk, or whatever. Else. We don't talk about those 10 years. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then there's, uh, what was the other thing I was going to say? Oh, so I don't know what kind of dream you would call this, but I've done this several times. And to be fair, we've been, I, we were watching a lot of weird like sci-fi interdimensional shows, so that mm. probably has something to do with it. But I would, several nights in a row, I'd have a dream where I was jumping in and out of different dimensions. And it was totally normal in the dream, of course. But the very last place I jumped, I knew I was like going back to where I started. And as soon as I jumped dimensions, I instantly woke up. So it felt even weirder because then I was back in this dimension it was real like i jumped from somewhere else to here and i immediately woke up and obviously I couldn't go back to sleep after that because i was like that was fucking cool <laughs> yeah <laughs> let me ask a question to all of you guys um because and i'll answer first for myself i do not um do you guys have a propensity to dream about whatever you were thinking about recently or something you were watching recently joe just was talking about watching sci-fi shows I know a lot of people that they'll start a new job and within two or three days, they'll start having nightmares about doing everything wrong at this new job. And it's very realistic. Um, I know other people that they'll be watching a show 
And it's a new show that they watch. They binge, you know, five, six episodes. And then when they go to sleep, they're dreaming that they're in that show. I don't ever do that. My dreams, when I do have them, seem to be not connected to anything. Um, so to all of you guys, I kind of want to know, do you guys generally dream about something that was either recent that you watched, experienced, or what have you? Yeah, I I, I go a variety of dreams. Uh, and I, I dream very vividly. I usually remember at least one or two a night, if not sometimes more, um, depending. And yeah, I've, I've dreamed I was in a sitcom that, you know, I'm a fan of before. I've, you know, dreamed stuff from school or work or, you know, over the years, whatever I was doing. And, you know, very vividly, you know, a lot of times with that. So, yeah, I, I definitely had, that's why I feel like there is, there is something, I think the dreams are between, between like, so what we're actually experiencing in this life and then, you know, something else beyond as well too, because I've, I've crossed both many times. I think that's yeah. common to people we've done. I mean, I think, I think most people could say the same. I've done that for sure. Where I've, when I was a waitress, I would have dreams that it was crazy busy or, you know, just, mm -hmm. whatever, just those dreams about something I was thinking about. Or if I went through a bad breakup as a teenager, I'd dream about that person because I was thinking about them. But most of my most vivid dreams, I will say, are extremely strange, have nothing to do with anything that I was experiencing. I've had multiple dreams about um, the end of the world or the, the end of the world about to happen and how people responded and reacted and the interactions I had with them were it was like solving a problem. And then there there have been other dreams where I've had to solve a problem that I definitely have never had in this world. Very odd situations where I was like a it was almost like handmaid's tale where I woke up in this place and I realized that every time we went to work, instead of paying us, they were um hypnotizing us and then like putting us to sleep and then waking us up to go work again the next day in this underground facility but that's not, we weren't watching any show that had anything to do with that we i wasn't reading anything about that it was just very random so i think most of my dreams do not have to do with daily activities but sometimes they do because our brains are strange we don't really know how that work some stranger than others but you babe yeah. do you dream about things that you were experiencing or, or thinking of in the frequent past before you go to sleep not in the description you were giving no my own dreams are much more uh intense and like another life another reality dimension whatever you want to phrase it as um yeah it's just very intense very realistic there are definite identifiable people always it's never a who's that face but i know who it's supposed to be everyone are who they are uh when i was younger more especially it would happen frequently um like i guess you'd call them prophetic type dreams hadn't spoken to someone in however many years and <clears throat> all of a sudden have a dream a couple days later they pop out of nowhere stuff like that yeah sometimes it can take me a long long time to get over whatever I was dreaming about and those intense feelings and having to sort through them very slowly to figure out what's based in reality and what's not, that can get very muddled for me with that sometimes. So oh, for sure. That's yeah. why pot for me mutes dreams. It doesn't enhance them. And that's I'm very thankful for that. <laughs> so. That's weird because a lot of times in my dreams, there's some... It, it varies between people that are recognizable and they're the same as they are in this dimension. And then other times when Jen will be in the dream, but doesn't look anything like Jen, but she's right. Jen. Like that's what makes me think it's a different dimension. Cause it's like different, different area, different bodies, but we're still the same people. You know? Now yeah. Now here's Joe, here's the trip. How fast has that actually morphed in front of your face? Cause I, this happened to me probably a couple months ago now where I don't remember who it was that I recognized, but they didn't look like they do in this reality. And I remember in my dream being very confused because most of the time that they don't look like the person that they look like here, you just don't really question it. It's more of like a, yeah, I know that that's them. And then you keep on going with the dream and you don't see in the rest of the dream or whatever. This was like a, they were front and center. I was having a conversation with them. They did not look like they do in this and so I asked them, I'm like, in the dream, and I'm still so 
non-lucid. I'm going along for the ride, but I remember asking, like, you don't look like how I remember you the last time I saw you. And I remember immediately, as soon as I questioned it, whoa, shit, their face blanked and then morphed into something else. And my consciousness went, yeah, see, I know that that's you too, but you don't look like you just did. And it happened again into something else. And I went, but I know that that's you. Like, and I remember thinking this in my head through like four or five face changes of just morphing big beards, clean shaven, different hair, different facial features. But I knew that it was all still the same person in this place that I was talking to them to. And then I woke up and I remember thinking in my head, like, well, that's not normal. And most of the time, if something like that, at least for me, would have happened in any other dream, I would have instantly woken up. But this happened multiple times in a row, and I was just totally fucking okay with it. Like, yeah, no, I know your face changes. It's fine. People morph all the time. Like, no big deal. And then when I woke up, I'm all, what What the fuck did I just watch? So, I don't know. I, I know Joe and I have talked about it before where, yeah, we've definitely seen people that don't look like how they how they look in this reality but in our subconscious at least in the dream state we know that that's still them and we don't really question it um other weird phenomena too where uh i remember joe talking about a dream where he was on a hillside like a nice green grass hillside and he saw one of our friends that we knew and one of the capacities we knew him in was skiing but on this green grass micah schroeder and um, he was skiing down in i gotta block those out why i don't know Oh, he's skiing <laughs> on skis down this grass hill. And I remember the next day he's telling me all about this dream. And he goes, the weirdest part was in the dream. I didn't even question the fact that he was skiing in shorts and a t-shirt down a grass hill. I just looked at him and was like, oh yeah, there he is. I know him. And he skis and he's going down a grass hill. And I'm like, what, what is it that makes us just initially accept that? But then when we get back in this reality, it, we know that that wasn't what it was or should have been. I don't know if that's a question for anybody, but so far, <laughs> I was just thinking about. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, it, I've had those instances though where, like, you know, I think everyone has where you're in a dream and you're just like, accepting whatever's you know you're presented and you're not questioning. Wait, why am I like you know? I've been in dreams where like I'm in a different like um, living like a house or apartment like that I've had in my past that I'm not in now and I'm not questioning why am I back here you know you're not questioning yeah. that stuff so yeah I, I again maybe it's like um Jen said you know like everything times a construct so it's all just you know everything's all you know compacted so hey it's summer and winter at the time that you were there yeah. so he was perfectly wide skiing you just saw both versions of that reality <laughs> and like when you're dreaming I imagine possibly that it's similar to when we pass on, when we die, and there's no ego attachment. There's no, uh, there are no boundaries. Nothing's weird because everything just is, and you don't care because you're just floating through. So if dreaming is similar to when we're dead, you wouldn't really, ca you wouldn't care because you wouldn't have the judgment to think that's wrong because everything's oh. possible when you're dreaming. So there's no like, there's supposed to be snow here, and why is he wearing shorts? It's cold out there's no there's there's none of those thoughts because there's that no all limitations here yeah like here in this earth like in that. this dimension that we're in right now that's all those are all parameters those are all things that we think about but there is no limits when you're dreaming i, almost, I like yeah. that answer. yeah i like that answer too yeah i don't know yeah. i'm gonna adopt your answer jen i hope you don't mind if anyone asks <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> now write another book fucker yeah i'm gonna write another book with a hint answer <laughs> You can get partial royalties. <laughs> yeah. Dreams are like uh, like an episode of Rick and Morty every night. Like you don't know what, <laughs> yeah. and you just accept whatever it is. It's like, oh, this is a different different place now. So this is what's happening. Oh, fuck it. Yeah, Gaga blog blog. Uh, the other weird one is uh, I don't know if anyone else has experienced this, but very vividly uh, having a dream where in the dream I know I've been to that place before. Yeah, when I wake up, I'm like, I don't think I've ever dreamed of that before. But in the dream, I remember, and it's like, oh, uh -huh. you're remember this and in the dream i know that i dreamed about it before but i don't mm -hmm. know that i'm dreaming currently it's very strange or i'm awake enough or lucid enough to be like oh yeah this place and i know this place and i know these things and then i wake up and i'm like right i don't think i've dreamed of that before why the fuck do i have a memory of dreaming of that yeah i know people have had dreams about repeating the same dream almost like a loop and then i've also seen and I, i've only experienced it once in my life of 
ending a dream that was the first time having that dream and it was a progressive story and i remembered it i woke up didn't really think much about it just thought it was kind of strange the people i met in the dream i hadn't met in real life but they were very distinct and then like three three months later at least if not more i, I want to say it was between like three and six months later i had another dream of going back to that place and it was a direct sequel in time with this time's construct of the last time I saw that person that I had never met in my life in that dream and I it was seamless like I went back to the same place knowing this time that I had already been down there and what to look for and what the path looked like and I went down and I remember it was like a reunion of, of seeing these different people in the dreams of saying hi to them I haven't seen you and such and such amount of time and in the dream the feeling of time span was the exact same as when i woke up from that dream realizing it had been that time span since the original dream very much like a sequel to uh like an episode or something so you yeah. two like met on the dream like re, re reunited on the dream play <laughs> yeah it was it was bizarre it coordinated your dream <laughs> I, I, yeah i was a kid and i met this other kid and we played or we read books or something like that and i had never met this person in real life it, there was no name association no physical traits no nothing and when i woke up i'm like oh that was a weird dream whatever and then several months later we were back at the same spot and i remember in my dream thinking oh that kid lives down there on that path and so i went back down the path said hey i haven't seen you in a while we did the dream and then i woke back up and thought oh my god that was almost the exact amount of time ago that i actually had that dream that's one of the only situations where I, I look at and I go, see, that that could be another dimension because it was so and the same one because it was exactly the same as the prequel several months earlier. There was no deviation from it. I've never had anything like in a wheel. Like when we huh? when we start dreaming, we get to like pick where we go. We can either spin a wheel and be like, Fuck, take me wherever. Or yeah. we can say, hey, you know, I choose to go here. That's why I was experimenting with that hypnagogic state to see what happens, how we get to the places we get to. Mm -hmm. Because like we were talking about earlier, the people that you don't know in dreams, like Joe was saying, when you were at a place and you're like, I've dreamed of this before, I've been here before. Two theories that I have are either we get to choose to go back there in the dream world or you're entering someone else's consciousness in another dimension and they've been there before and they're having that thought and you're just, you're just experiencing it with them mm -hmm. yeah because you're sharing a consciousness at that moment then it made me think though what if someone's doing that to me right now what if someone's having a dream and they're like i had a dream i was doing a podcast and i was talking about you. <laughs> well dude before we get out of here is there anything else you want to cover any other interesting ideas you got on any of the, any of all this shit on the dreaming um whatever <laughs> we're talking shit on biden we could do that yeah we talk whatever you want uh i i'm getting i can go pretty pretty far down there's nothing really i haven't <laughs> i shy away from but i saw uh, in your email you were talking about uh like magic are you talking about yes. dream let me pull it up dream magic or like uh like, like sex magic, magic. Oh, okay so which is what's in your book which is what's in my book yes <laughs> so, you do you uh dabble in that do you uh in order and do magic spell? <laughs> no, I have not actually yet. I'm still uh, trying to, you know, learn and and do that stuff, but um, learn how to do that stuff, I guess, and learn about that stuff. But um, I kind of, you know, it, it was kind of a weird thing because dreaming became before I kind of really stumbled onto uh, the concept of sex magic. But like, I just felt this like. You know, I, I like speaking of dreaming, like when I get stories, they're kind of like remembering a dream. That's why sometimes I get criticism, you know, especially when I do like literary stuff. But like, well, you need to describe the room more. I'm like, I don't know what it is. Like, I know I'm in a, it's like when you're trying to remember a dream and you, you know, you, you don't get all those details. And I'm like, I don't have the details. I just have the general gist of what happened in the dream. Right. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. It was coming to me anyway with that, with that stuff, the sex magic stuff, but I didn't uh, stumble upon it till. So later and it was quite weird uh, you know again we talk about you know the dreams and everything like that it was quite weird because some of the stuff that i was stumbling upon was in my novel and i didn't like references in there and i didn't know that 
this have anything to do with like you know what what that's the you know the the stuff that has to do with sex magic and i'm like oh wow okay so i guess somewhere i'm on the right track here if i'm putting that stuff in there but um i do personally though at least for me um you know feel that that's kind of where you know my path is towards you know taking back my personal power and i think it's honestly a um it's an unexplored area that i think can really deliver um a lot of person a lot of power to humanity yeah you know if we if we have such just embrace because i think it combines our kind of um you know i i've come from the belief that humans are animal and then something else whatever you want to call it soul spirit or whatever and we're actually a combination of two so we're actually a, a like a um i don't know what that would be called i forget hybrid. the term hybrid yes thank you there you go. that was yeah. the term i was looking for so we're a hybrid and when we kind of fight against our animal side which society a lot of times you know pushes us towards you know we're 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 fighting against half of ourselves and if we can learn to kind of control those two and work in balance i think we're actually more power i think we're actually very very powerful more powerful than you know we could probably you know that a lot of people would probably guess and i think that's why we have so much mind fuckery going on right in our society is because we are so powerful and they 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 don't want that you know that power to to come to light so just i was interested in that because that kind of thing the sex magic all that is a very crowley type of thing and that's what people equate it to whenever they hear somebody say sex magic they think alistair crowley and his butt fucking his servant in the desert and all, all this weird stuff i never even heard of this dude oh oh you know what that's okay you're talking about like the the, the elites and all that stuff yeah okay right so some people would equate that to you know the elite what the elites do or you know right satan's through luciferians or whatever but i think right. the, it, I don't have a problem with people doing that as long as you're not like doing it to kill somebody or, you know, whatever. Like, I, I think there's a fine line in there somewhere. There's some people that think all of that is witchcraft and that it's very evil and against God, but that could be a construct of the church to keep us from knowing how powerful we are, like you said. So there's probably some middle ground, like usual. Yeah, I think I, I personally think that it's a construct because it is it is such a powerful thing. So you you they it, it's made to look like it's satanic and it's evil and it's debauchery and they put like the ugly side and you know who knows if you know I mean I, I like anything I'm sure it can be abused and you know used you know in a in a not good fashion, um, just like any magic or any kind of energetic work can be can be done for ill will and and can be done in ways that aren't um, in balance with. The natural world and so uh, but i think that's why that's that's the predominant you know either goes to one or the other people confuse sex magic with tantric which is different gonna ask like, that yeah that's from my understanding i've never done tantric either but i mean from my understanding and research i mean tantric is more of a meditative it has more in common to do with like yoga and buddhism meditation than what we're talking about with like sex magic and sex magic you know is either portrayed as that which is fine because that's a tool to help us you know calm our mind and gain control of the mind and all that which is nice to like you said to to shut down so you can dream right and then um where it goes into like I said the satanic stuff and it's you know very you know it's debauchery and it's it's just you know it's humanity at its worst and stuff like that and i don't think that's either one i think that's done to push away from what the truth of it is and it isn't a very powerful thing I would, if anyone listening out there is interested in it and a different version, I would recommend where I stumbled upon it first was a book called The Magdalene Manuscript. And I think, you know, that portrays it as something completely different. And to me, when I read that book, that really resonated with me and said, wow, okay, yes, this, this feels right. This feels like this is something mm -hmm. substantial. What's it called again? It's called the Magdalene Manuscript. It came out in around uh, 2000. It came out right before Dan Brown's, um, uh, what was that book? Da Vinci Code. It came out right before Dan Brown's mm. Vinci Code, which is another reason why I kind of, there are several things that were red flagged to me that this might be legit. But one of the things is like, oh, well, they, they, they kind of, they boasted that up to kind of cover up what this was trying to say, um, mm. you know, because then everyone got distracted by that and no one's going to notice this other book coming out that also, claims similar stuff but goes a lot more in depth crazy yeah i think i agree with you because it, it's a tool and the old hammer argument where uh you can use a hammer to pound a nail or you can bash somebody in the fucking skull with, it. Skull with it yeah 
not the it's not the hammer's fault. It's not the sex magic or the crystals or the whatever else you're doing. It's not useful <laughs> unless you're using it for evil. It's just a thing that exists. It's your invention. Exactly. Or guns. Yeah. In in my opinion, our our three biggest as humans weapons are the masculine, the feminine, and an orgasm. Is always what I've come to. At least at this point in my life. Maybe it'll change a year or two from now. I'll have something different to say. But that's kind of the realization I've come. And I think they're like you said, they're they're weapons. And the weapons need to first off, a warrior needs to have control of the mind, control of the body to use the weapons. The weapon can be the greatest weapon ever, but if they're not skilled in using it, they're not going to be able to do anything with it. And so that's why we have, you know, that that's why like sex itself is not necessarily it's the weapon, but we're not using it. We're just clumsily like throwing it around. And I said bold. Yeah. <laughs> and I think if you use it on um like you said, for evil, you can you can be skilled with this weapon and you can use it to lock people's heads off and just, you know, absolutely terrorize them with it. Or you can use it to defend yourself and get out of, you know, a, a you know, bad situation. And you know, right. And that, that would be the distinction between the elites using this same thing and people pointing at it and saying, Oh, that's evil because look. It's like, well, yeah, they're using it evilly. You can use it. Yeah, you're using it evilly. You're you're using you're using it for the opposite of what it was, you know, meant to be used for. Isn't that isn't that the argument though for most things is whether it be a physical object and it lets inanimate an ideology um that takes hold of yes, you could use it both directions every single time that you come up with something that you are in the control of, whether it be intent or action or both, it ends up being you always have two sides of the coin, but you don't have to look at the negative uses by other or evil people as the only use for that. It, it, exactly. I mean, we see this with, you know, destructive elements, whether it be um, in finance or weapons of military, uh, different things like that. It's like, they're just tools. A hammer is a tool, but I, it's one of the most common murder weapons that they find is hammers. And no, like, AR-15s are. You know that. Oh, right. Scary <laughs> as fuck. To, they give you PTSD if you shoot them. Uh, but yeah, I think that that's more of a common argument with most things is some people have a train of thought. You can see this with religion as a whole and nothing specific about the religions is how many religions do people follow that are beautiful versions of how humans should live life and they practice what they preach and they embrace the, I guess you could say, white magic side of it. And then you have people that they use the exact same thing. It's it, There's a lyric by the band Bad Religion where they say, uh, talking about the American Jesus, and they say he's the motive and the conscience of a murderer. And I'm like, that that is exactly what it is. You have people that say, why did you murder that person? No, God told me to. And at the same time, that person, when they get sent to prison, they'll go to a church service and they'll say, oh, you know, God changed my life. Um, I wouldn't have ever met this, you know, end were it not for me doing bad things that put me here. And then I found God and now he's changed my life and I'm a new person. It's all, you can always have those two sides to every coin, regardless of what it is. And I think that that, that lack of understanding that just because somebody uses something for a nefarious or evil purpose doesn't mean that what they're using is bad. It's the person and the evil person and their intention, regardless of how they extradite their actions, the, the, the inanimate thing is not the problem because that can also be used for good or to combat the very evil that they're using it for. Well, yeah, and some of the people that will say the white magic versus black magic, it's all black magic because it's all witchcraft. Those same people practice white magic all the time. It's called praying. I was just... It, they don't realize it's that's exactly what the fuck they're doing. Yes. Yeah. You can argue with me. Send me all the hate emails, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> One thing I do know, your fucking beard is sex magic. My, uh, thank you. <laughs> uh, real quick, too, just to let the listeners know, uh, I looked it up on my phone. I looked up his book on both Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Uh, it is not currently available for pre-order on Amazon, but you can pre-order it on Barnes & Noble. Um, and you can also get the Kindle version right now on Amazon. Uh, but the paperback is on pre-order uh, at Barnes and Noble. See that that likes me. Uh, that makes me think maybe I'm on the right track because when this book first went on pre-order, it's it was on pre-order on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. Barnes and Noble suddenly mysteriously dropped it, 
<laughs> the publisher's okay. website went down like uh, immediately when the book was out. Then they got Barnes Noble came back like a day later, and the publisher got their website up. Now, now you're telling me that it's uh, dropped from Amazon. So <laughs> they keep yeah, dropping. they don't even they give an image if you're trying to get it on the Kindle. But as soon as you click on the paperback version, it says uh, this item is not currently available or uh, isn't available yet. Uh, for the paperback, uh, but just just a word of encouragement: if that is indeed what is going on with your book, then you know you're doing something right. Anytime exactly. That's why I said that. I know I'm doing track, something right. If it's being said, if sense. you're not getting any opposition, man, then you are doing something wrong. Exactly. I will lean into the controversy. <laughs> Thanks, for coming well, dude. On, tell, besides where to get your book, which Ben just explained, he stole my thunder. Uh, tell everybody where they can find you and uh, get a hold of you if they have any questions or uh, you know whatever else. Let's say uh, I'm on Twitter. Uh, I, so my Twitter handle. Sorry. is... I'm sorry. You said I'm on Twitter. I said I'm sorry. Oh uh, well, yeah, that's all right. I hide out in the writing community where we're we're a little bubble. We don't talk. <laughs> we we we, we, we just kick anyone out. It's um, <laughs> No, it's actually uh, it's actually been a pretty good experience because, like I said, I just stick to the writing, philosophical. Hey, stay away from the <laughs> politics; you'll be fine. Exactly, exactly. We just we just uh, all make an agreement to stay away. From politics. Some people try bringing the politics, and I'm just like, click. Not interested in that tweet. <laughs> and uh, and um, but anyway, I'm on Twitter. My Twitter handle is Matthew M A T T H E W A as in apple, and then basil, which is spelled just like the spice, but with an e on the end. And I might be, um, I, I have a YouTube channel that doesn't have, currently have anything on it. I might be adding something onto it. Uh, it's called the, the Conjuring Pen. Like I said, right now, it doesn't have anything onto it. I'm thinking about maybe doing like a little book discussion series about some of the uh, themes, but I don't know. I'm not, I'm not good on camera one-on-one, so I don't, I don't know how that'll work out. We'll see. <laughs> but um, right now, if you want to reach out to me, it's pretty much just going to be Twitter. <laughs> Awesome. Sounds good. Well, if anybody has any uh, questions for him, hit him up. Uh, inundate him. Inundate yeah, us. Inundate. Uh, I, I did want to say at the beginning, I totally forgot at the beginning, but for all the people that always send me stuff, like articles and reels and all that stuff, I'm sorry I don't always respond to all of you. I try to watch and read all the shit you send, but it gets to be a lot, and I drive for a living, so I can't always do it, but don't stop sending them just because I don't respond. We, we love it. Anyway. But, uh, well, thanks for listening, everybody, and keep your buttholes tight for those uh, those homosexual Nazis, gay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>